Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus So I do wonder, maybe we'll spend a little bit more time on this on Thursday, but like how creative does Ron get? We know simplifying is going to be the main thing that he does, but like at this point in the season, like I'd mess around with John Allen to outside. Like I would be like, okay, hey, you're one of our best rushers. Like, let me get you outside. You played a little bit of that at Alabama. Like, and we don't have premier pass rushers, uh, you know, because we traded away Jason Montez. So let's put John Allen outside with Big Phil uh, and, and Duran inside opposite of Casey. Um, like, let's let's play with stuff um, and see if we can mess up a, a D-line or an offensive line. Um, and especially against a team like Miami that's going to run it. Like, let's get better run players on the field. Obviously, there's a speed element and, you know, there's matchups and there's a million things to consider. But, like, they've just got to do something different. And, you know, maybe that idea actually sucks. But, like, the, the fact that they just tried the same thing all year, it seems like, um, 
and expected different results is I think what drives me so nuts. And, um, you know, there's a little bit of this too, where it's like, okay, Ron clearly has some different ideas and maybe some of this is because he, he's got to call it now. And, you know, he doesn't know the defense as well as Jack did because when Ron got here, for those that forgot, like they installed Jack's defense, not Ron's defense. And so they're going to simplify it down so he can call it nevertheless. So it's simpler for the players, but it's like at some point why, you know, Ron should have stepped in and, and, done some different stuff or maybe they did make changes and you know ron was like oh that's a good idea try it jack and it didn't work but it just felt like they never they never really adapted they started to blitz a little bit more after they traded the two edge guys but like by and large they just kind of expected it to work eventually and maybe that's because in the past that's happened but it just it just didn't ever click this year and now you know i guess you say hey we'll we'll try it with someone else in charge and someone else coaching the DBs and hope that we have better results or at least we can get a cleaner evaluation in these final five games than what we've had because what we've had is a disaster. Yeah, I mean, I think like that's, that's a, and it doesn't even, to me, it doesn't even need to be that complicated. Like I look at, I was watching, I did, I started my Miami prep last night and I was watching Miami, they're second in the NFL in unblocked pressures. And I was like, they don't blitz a lot. Or Vic Fangio doesn't blitz a lot. He blitz lots on third down, but not a ton. And a lot of their pressures are just off of like TTs. You know, they got Wilkins inside and they just pick the center. They loop the other guy around. They get a double team on Wilkins and they get a free run to the quarterback. And that's what New York did with Dexter Lawrence. Like there's not, it doesn't need to be rocket science. Like there's stuff that Dallas does with four, which I thought was beautiful. Like they did a, an ET with uh, Micah Parsons, right? They loop him around and I, and it looks like he's trying to rush the A gap, but instead of rushing the A gap, he picks the center and the backside shade just loops around him and runs free to the quarterback. It looks like he's an unblocked blitzer. Like, that's how clean it was. And it's just sometimes just messing with those patterns on third down and repping those things gives you advantages in terms of lines and approach, and you don't even need to move guys around. Now, the question is, like, you can tell Dallas, like, lives and breathes that, and they, they really do an excellent job of coaching that. Can you get that level of timing and cohesion in basically an extended bye week and the answer is i don't know so um you know it seems like something that they they should have been working on potentially this whole offseason and i know they do stuff like that in training camp but it seems to kind of like maybe a little bit of an afterthought at this point for them but you know can you get to stuff like that on a on a, on a little bit of an extended like time in terms of prep maybe and i think they probably should explore all options in terms of finding ways yeah. to just help those guys out you know for sure what about the back end um, because obviously like it's so frustrating because, you know, Visselmeyer, um, you know, the Harris to Visselmeyer drop off seems rather apparent. Um, they also happened to draft in the first and second rounds DBs, uh, at a position that was not well coached this year, but from kind of, uh, like if you're, if you're trying to coach some finer points and get some things detailed up and also help with play calling to make things easier to execute, like what options are on the table and, and what was exposed in this game? Yeah, I think um, obviously like the, the main thing is what we talked about is that like when the rush isn't with the coverage, like just again, Dallas, right? The reason um, Bland has six pick sixes or whatever he has is because he trusts that when you run an out, there's not going to be an out and up. There's not enough time. So he breaks on the out and he's going to pick that ball off. And these guys, they, they haven't had that luxury in the back end all year. So they are playing true man for long periods of time, which is very, very challenging. And that's not an excuse for them. That's just like stating a fact, right? And then there's opportunities like where you're playing in these man situations and there's certain routes that I don't care. Like, so for example, 
they're running a sprint out to the right. And I think people get on Benjamin St. Juice for this, right? And uh, CeeDee Lamb acts like he's selling a go. He's, he works, Benjamin St. Juice works with a go. It's a quick snap down. The ball is out before Benjamin even gets his head around. It's a first down. That is not a situation, if you're in man-to-man a lot, that I expect you to win. As a receiver, especially playing off-man, I've talked to Tan about this quite a bit. When you're in man, like I like it. I want man coverage because you're by yourself. And the more you're by yourself, the more I can prep myself as a receiver to win. And the more as a coordinator, I can prep myself to beat man coverage. And there's a reason people in the NFL, defensive coordinators, run such a low percentage of man-to-man coverage now because it's pretty easy to beat because the offensive players and the timing of it is so high level. The quarterbacks are so good. And so, uh, like I said, I think they had some downs where you're like, man, um, Quan, that's excellent coverage on CD Lamb on this choice route. Like that is big time elite level stuff. But also we get that kind of inside stem work back out for the corner for the touchdown. And I say to myself, like that took so long because the rush wasn't getting there. So while Quan needs to be better, the rush isn't there, right? Then there's the jolt for the touchdown to Cook, right? Where, again, we talked about on the phone. Uh, yeah. That's a play that everybody runs in the league, and it works when you have guys, young, inexperienced safeties, or when you cut crossers, and he looks like he's selling the corner. Percy gets a little bit wide, and they cross his face. And so, did I think Percy did some really good stuff this game? Yeah, man, he did some really good stuff. In, in, in conjunction with what he's done the past two weeks or three weeks, I'm like, he's trending in the right direction. He got beat on that. And that's a young football player not understanding what can hurt you and how he needs to play a certain coverage. And I'm going to put that on him, but I'm also like, is the coach telling him the correct thing? Or does the coach say, hey, man, anytime you get that roll action, think corner. I want you to break to the corner. And he's breaking to the corner, and then he Dax sits up. and he th- right. I don't know what he's being coached to do. But those, those are the types of details that I think we're talking about where that's bad. But is it bad because of what he's being told? Is it bad because of his inexperience? Because you also see him make a great play in Tampa too, where he breaks up the ball to the tight end over the middle of the field, like makes an outstanding football play, like breaks on the ball, great job. And it's like, great, you see those high levels, but it's the inconsistency of it. And I think that's, to me, the back end that's so frustrating. Even even St. Juice, I thought, had a really nice man-to-man situation on some go stuff with cd lamb and some tight area stuff there's all it's so funny all the incomplete passes all the times where dak holds the ball a little long and throws it away coverage is pretty good but it's just it's so hard for them to hold that down in and down out because they're playing so much man so i think that group definitely needs to play better i'm not trying to absolve them of anything selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% 
15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Yeah, but I but think- how, how can the coaches call it to make them play better? Outside of just being like, hey, man up and play better. And if they can get in more, I would say, simple shell zone coverages, and especially this weekend against Miami, like like cover two, cover four all freaking day. I don't care if they know, just we need need dudes deep. Um, But I think, like, to your point, like, what can we own? You know, like, and I think, like, when you're watching, like, for example, that Jamin Davis play that we were just talking about, where they get, where they, where they have four week, four to the week side, right? Yeah, so uh, they're under center, uh, fullbacks in the game. Uh, yep. There's you know four players to the to the weak side of the formation. So, well, so you got the strength. It's the strength, and Jamin's the or, weak or, linebacker. Yeah, right, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so four players to the strong side of the formation. You got two receivers, a tight end, fullback, uh, and then you got one wide receiver over to Jamin's side, split out, uh, and he's on that that weak side of the formation. And the back works the left, right? So now that's four week, right? Because the fullback's over there, the two receivers are over there, and the, the receiver and the tight end and the back's over there. So based on the rules that they've played all year, it's like his eyes go with the back, which is what you'd expect him to do. And he's looking for a crosser coming back. In cover three or cover two or whatever coverage we're deciding to play, can we make sure we understand what we're getting in these certain looks? Can we make sure we own it? Can we make sure, hey, Jay, or, uh, Cody, you can lock this crosser because I'm going to buzz this slant or whatever it is, right? And those things, when it's a little bit simpler, allow them to be a little bit more clear. Because if you think about it, defenses have to adjust to literally everything the offense does. And the more defenses that you put in, you are just multiplying the adjustments you need, right? Because like, let's say on that play, for example, they're in cover three. There's an adjustment in cover three that we want. Let's say they're in man. There's an adjustment in man that we want. Let's say they're in cover two. There's an adjustment in cover two. And so if I have five coverages in, I have to have five different adjustments for that one play that the offense puts in. So I think to your point, if they can find something, a defensive identity, let's say, that's outside of this just straight man coverage, I think it's going to be – like you're going to have to play man. Like you're going to have to play it at some point. I'm not saying you can't you, – you can't never play man. But just limiting the frequency with which you're doing it and limiting the situations to stuff where you can win in man-to-man situations. You know, we got a pressure on, let's play man, or whatever that looks like. So I think that's something that definitely I would expect – Ron to make an adjustment with. And, and when you look at Ron in Carolina, and I know he wasn't calling the defense in Carolina, but they played a lot of cover three and they played a lot of man, you know, and like that was who they were. And I think <clears throat> getting back to something resembling that would probably be advantageous. And it's going to be a tough week to do it and be successful because like I was texting you last night, like Miami is gross. Yeah. Dude. Cover two sounds like a great idea until you realize it gives you a light box against Miami and um, they're going to make you yeah. look so Redonkulous. But then the, al- the alternative is you play a bunch of cover three, and then you have uh, one high safety to deal with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. So, dude, I don't know and what's worse. I know we're not prepping them, we're not previewing that right now. But watching him like get into the defense, both those guys, they get in that team gets into the defense so fast, they can attack space yeah. so quickly. Yeah, because they've he, got two of the fastest guys tools. in football. 
And you're just like, yeah. how do you cover this? Like heavy play action away. He's in this huge void. You're just like, Ugh. it's tough. It's going to be a tough deal for sure. Yeah. So we'll I, talk got, about I that joked more. with you last night. We were texting. I was like, it's a bold move for Ron to fire Jack now. You could have <laughs> just waited one more week and let Miami destroy you. Because, um, you know, week one, week one of Rivera calling the defense might be uh, might be uh, an ugly one because of who right. the opponent is. All right. Uh, that's, that's enough on the defense. Uh, we'll obviously preview Miami coming up later in the week. And we'll see what kind of adjustments they make. But, uh, yeah, more red plays than any other time this year. The snowball got too big. Rivera made the move. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.